You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. So I just have the privilege of introducing to you my friend, Pastor Christine Harrison. Um, You know, her and her husband, Eric, they have been pioneers of the faith for many years. And they have pioneered churches, and um, they've been ministering together for many years. They're legends in our movement. As a matter of fact, that's their title, they're legends. And I've known that they were, before they, they announced that they were legends, they were legends and Keith and our in our life. Um, they minister in conferences here and overseas. Um, and they're great friends. We've gone holidays together. We've prayed together. We've cried together. We've done life together over the last, oh, I guess we're talking about, it's over 10 years. And, um, you know, it's funny, in the movement, we oversaw their church. They were at C3 Corumban for over 10 years, but it was more than that. You know, the Bible says about in Proverbs that um, iron sharpens iron, so a friend sharpens another friend. It was this, this was that thing about friendship. So I just want to welcome Pastor Christine. Why don't you just encourage her as she comes forth? Thanks, Janet. That's so beautiful. Yeah, Janet and Keith are legends and great friends of ours. They, um, that's the great thing with overseeing. Um, we needed a lot of seeing over. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we always become great friends. That's why I love C3 and our movement, churches. I love Jesus. <laughs> And um, it's such an honour to be here today. And um, these guys, Keith and Janet, and um, and your amazing pastors, um, Darren and Beck. My gosh, give them a hand too, as well as Janet today. They just do so well. Been doing it for a long time, and you're still smiling, still with Jesus. That's unreal. <laughs> That's unbelievable. It's wonderful. Not that it's hard to walk with Christ, I'm just saying. But um, Muso's wonderful. Great. It's like, who? That was amazing. Yeah. It's like this big band, big sound. And uh, yeah, it's just beautiful. Thank you. Hi. It's such an honor to be here. I felt, feel really humbled being asked actually and, and blessed and um, what was your name? Tim, I have a word for you. Um, just, it's really simple. Jesus loves you, adores you and um, I know you know that but um, I just felt that I had a glimpse of you and uh, I felt that he just wants to confirm that to you today. And also that your way is not hidden from him. And he is not indifferent to your plight. Wow. 
and I just see you at three years old. I've no no idea why, but I just had this picture of you at three years old, and God wants to say to you that He was there. He was there before you were born, even before you were conceived. But He wants to tell you, He's got you. He's there. He's seen your every day, and He sees your every tomorrow. And He's got you. Let me pray for you, Tim. Holy Ghost, I thank you, Lord. He adores you. You're his son. And he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He's got you in his arms. And he has a a great and beautiful future for you. And he's going to restore the years of the cankerworm. He's going to restore those years that have gone in the past and multiply blessings upon your life. He's got you. In Jesus' name, amen. Touch him, Lord. Touch him, Jesus. Touch him, God. Holy Spirit. Love the house of God. Now I have to find my place. (laughs) I'm just, um, you know, when we were praying this morning, that was a great word, Janet, as well, and Darren, you know, what you've been sharing, and um, everyone in this place. But I I just felt that, um, you know, the book of Ruth, you're familiar with that. I don't want to go into it too much, but it says that, When just that thing, that scripture, when Naomi heard there was food in Judah, when they were in Egypt, and you'll understand, and uh, when Naomi heard, because there was no food where they were, but and um, and there there's going to be people that are hungry for bread, for the bread of life, and they're going to hear through you church, through the people of God in this place, that there is food in this house. There's the bread of life. Jesus Christ is here. And and they're going to make their way to the house of God, to the house of bread. In Jesus' name. So be ready. People are starting to hear. And I mean, I know that you're in a time of growth for your church. But people are going to hear louder and louder that there's food in this house and that the bread of life is here, Jesus Christ. Amen? I've just, um, where's the clock? Okay. Okay. I'll keep my eye on that. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, let's get going. Um, I've called this a beautiful exchange. And uh, I, I just, it's, this has been on my heart for a while that um, lately just um, about keeping strong. And you mentioned that, Darren, and uh, that how he, he exchanges so much in our life for the good. He, he turns our weakness for his strength, our sin for his righteousness our guilt and shame 
for his forgiveness. Our pain, healing. Sorrow into joy. Sickness, healing. Anxiety, worry, depression into peace. Hopelessness, hope. Discouragement, fresh heart and fresh courage. Fear, faith and peace. Questions, he gives us answers in his word. Amen. And I'll just start off with trust in the Lord because I wanted to use that scripture that um, is your theme. And trust in the Lord with all your heart, with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. Don't you love that? That it's all good. And this scripture, part B of it, seek, um, seek his will in all you do. And it was actually in the New King James at the time. But uh, we were born again um, 40, nearly 47 years ago. We were two. No, we weren't. That's, that's a, that was a lie, total lie. Um, but, uh, yeah, and uh, beautiful encounter. We were a couple of hippies hitchhiking around New Zealand. We had a backpack, a guitar, and a, an eight-month-old baby girl. And uh, so searching. I don't want to go into it too much, but we were searching for the truth in different religions, Hinduism, meditation, tried to meditate, and... Uh, have had a lot of anxiety and fears and paranoias um, and through the different substances that we enjoyed at the time and then we didn't <laughs> um, but just uh, that lifestyle and but God found us he uprooted us from darkness into light just launched us and, and we ended up we were going to hitchhike around New Zealand. We had, had a couple of friends in New Plymouth, New Zealand. If anyone, we were in Whangarei, if anyone knows New Zealand at all. And uh, we thought, well, hitchhike down there. And we just made that our first stop. And I said to my husband, Eric, what do you think of this Jesus thing they're into? And he said, oh, I'll sort them out. <laughs> <coughs> Famous last words. There's more, you know, like than one way to God because um, Greg, our friend, Greg Firmage, had uh, shared with us the gospel and he was sort of finding his way too. But we, any, anyway, to cut a long story short, um, that we came to this little very conservative church who embraced us. We were set free, delivered, healed, filled with the Holy Ghost and... Uh, been walking with Jesus all that time. and uh, But, oh, we weren't married, so that's how I got to that. I didn't plan to share, share that with you, but um, the people, in, we decided we were, at a, we really felt convicted about not being married. So we um, went to see our pastor, just an adorable couple, and uh, he said, I've been praying that you'd get married. It was only it was sort of probably a couple of weeks after we were saved. And, the, and we didn't have any money at, a time. at the time. Eric had started uh, a new job. And um, so the church, this little church, put the wedding on for us. Wow. And on a Tuesday night on the 27th of February, 
one of the guys in the church, we'd become quite close to him. He was a, a he owned a baker shop, and he made us a wedding cake with, in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Whoa. And that's the scripture that was on there. And that Proverbs three five and six has been one of our life scriptures that has centered us so often. So um, I encourage you, in all your ways, acknowledge him. He'll direct your path. And verse 5, trust in him. He's worthy to be trusted. Amen. So, okay, I've I've just got a little heading here. We are made of clay. And uh, many years ago, um, my mum had had uh, dementia. And I was caring for her before I couldn't care for her any longer. We... um, uh, and uh, before she had to go into an aged care facility, um, which was a good one. And they looked after her well and we, you know, were still involved there. But I just remember being so weary because we were during the church and I felt as if I had no um, strength. I just, and I was walking along the beach one day and I was thinking, praying, what's wrong with me, God? You know, I felt physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, everything, exhausted and empty. And um, I, was, I was just walking along and said, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? And life seemed very dark. And um, I said, why am I feeling this? And God spoke to me so clearly. And he said, because you're made of clay, and um, it really lifted my heart. And, uh, and just in Psalm 103, verse 5, it says, For he knows how weak we are. He remembers we are dust. Isn't that beautiful? So I want to say to you today, you're not God. You're not, you don't, without him, we are nothing. And, but with him, we can do all things. Amen. So, but I just, but I remember that him speaking to me, it just gave me such a comfort. And then I started to recenter or recalibrate. And um, actually, it was interesting because I felt like a recentering, you know, and sometimes we, we need to do this on a regular basis. And a friend, a close friend, actually, it was Wendy. Buchanan, she said, we're, we're going to start doing um, Purpose Driven Life again, you know, because we had done um, as a church uh, quite a few years before. And I said, that's what I'll do. And that helped me, you know, just recenter. It's always finding, you know, finding a place in the Word when we become that weary. Who can relate to that? Feeling so weary and tired that you, you feel like you can't take another step. If you do, God's with you. Amen? You're going to be stronger when you get out of here. Not because of what I'm saying or me. It's because God and you're in the house of God. Amen? And I I just, one of the last words that Jesus spoke to the disciples in that last um, conversation before he was crucified, he spoke to them. He said, guys... This is John 15, 5 in the Amplified. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever lives in me and I in him, he is, 
he bears much abundant fruit. However, however, apart from me, cut off from that vital union with me, you can do nothing. Amen? So he's the vine. Remember, we're just branches and we um, retrieve our nutrients in life, our spiritual life, physical everything from him. Amen? And without him, we can really virtually do nothing. And my um, dad, who passed away, um, he was 91, um, I think five or six weeks ago, about six weeks ago, and um, he hadn't been well for a long time, but he was really sharp in his mind and had the most beautiful attitude, was saved five years ago. And it was like God gave him this amazing, um, you know, like five extra five years because we thought we were going to lose him. And he was so, um, you know, total cynic. I think he just didn't know whether he believed or not. And he was raised with his grandparents who were, they were virgins in, the, in a church in, the, in England. It was English. And, um, and he said, when we first got saved, he came over to stay with us in New Zealand. And he said, if you're still, if you still believe in two years, because we were going down to Frank Houston's college, uh, college in Wellington, Lower Hutt, New Zealand, and um, he said, if you believe, if you still believe in two years, I'll, I'll believe. <laughs> well, it took 40-something years, you know, but we saw his heart soften, you know, and uh, he had a true, true encounter with God. And, but God gave him this extra five years, you know, it was amazing. And, uh, but anyway, he wasn't well. He had uh, prostate cancer when he, uh, you know, a few years prior and had radiation treatment, which wasn't good for him because it messed up his um, organs and he ended up not being well and incontinent eventually and etc. But he had internal bleeding and a lot of, um, you'd never know see, looking at him. And, uh, and he, was, he had such a grateful, beautiful heart. But so on a regular basis over the last two and a half years, um, he needed um, blood transfusions and iron fusions. But, and I'd see him looking very white. And I'd think, okay, he needs it again. So he'd have regular blood tests. But then, you know, and then go into hospital sometimes or, and have, well, all the time for blood. But um, and I, the next day, like he'd be as white as anything, and the next day I'd go, and um, he'd be, he'd have colour in his face. He'd look, yeah, you know, it was amazing to see, until eventually, um, his body wouldn't cope anymore, and that's when he passed away a few weeks ago. But it just made me think, and I, I'll read this scripture out to you, in. Um, in fact, where is it? I can't find it. But it's um, out of Philippians. Here it is in the Amplified. And it says, I have strength for all things in Christ who empowered me. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses inner strength into me. I am self-sufficient. 
in Christ's sufficiency. And I want to say to you, if you are feeling weary today, God infuses us with his word. Like a, it's like a blood transfusion from Jesus. And it doesn't, it's not just our spirit, it's our physical and mind, emotions. Amen? When he, in, I love that in the Amplified where it says, who, through him who infuses inner strength into me. So right now, as, as we were worshipping, I felt that I was being infused by Jesus. You know that in that inside. Amen? Are you with me? So color's going to come back into your world today. I mean, Janet's already prophesied. You already know when the worship prays. Okay. And let's beware of running on empty. Who has a car with the petrol? The light comes on just before empty. Who has a, Who leaves it until that light comes on? All the time, I can, I can do a couple more K, okay, few more, get it, squeeze out of it. Yeah. Let's spiritually let's keep our eye on that gauge. Amen. Yeah. You know, when we see ourselves getting a bit empty, make sure let's recalibrate and be infused with inner strength. And um, I just have. Seven keys. I might not get through them all, um, but I'll, I'll just. Um, I just thought of, you know, what does a lifestyle of waiting on God look like, and and exchanging our weakness for His strength. And you know all this, but who knows? We need to be reminded of the things of God. Number one, and I think someone. I think Darren. You alluded to this today. Be yourself. Finding who we are is huge. Be yourself. And, and I, I just, John the Baptist, he knew who he wasn't. He wasn't Christ. Remember when the Pharisees came and said, who, who are you? And he's, are you, I'll read it. It's out of John 1, 19 to 23. It says, who, they came to him and um, they said, who are you? He came right out and said, I am not the Messiah. Well, then, who are you? They asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet we expecting? No. John replied in the words of the prophet Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, clear the way for the Lord's coming. So he knew who he was what he was called to be. He was just one who would prepare the way of Christ. He wasn't Christ. And sometimes I think we think we take on what only God can do. So we're just here, each one of us in our own unique way, being who we are to be ourselves and prepare the way for Jesus in our own life and also those around us. Amen? So be yourself. And number two key, keeping in mind our diverse life stages and avoid comparisons. 
Eric and I are in uh, a life stage where we've handed over our church now, and we we call we don't call it retirement. We call it set. We're re-engaged. It sort of sounds a bit better. <laughs> and um, um, and uh, but we sort of have time. We have days where we can spend a few hours reading the Word, or whatever we want to. What, or studying or, you know, and um, like we go for a walk when we're home. You know, we go for a walk, a good walk in the mornings and, and uh, a swim and, you know, do exercise and stuff and we're not rushed. Um, we do have busy days though, you know, but I'm just saying there, this is our life stage. But, and, uh, and, but way back, you know, like when my kids were young, I didn't have that sort of time. And I remember being exhausted some days. We have four kids. They're all older now. And uh, obviously. <laughs> but just, um, you know, uh, there are different seasons and chapters of life that we accept on that journey. And that's why we, can't, we have to not compare we work with, our, in our life stage, where we're at, you know. And, it, and um, so keep in mind as I go through these, the next um, keys, I feel, the Word of God. Amen? The Word of God, to, uh, it's, the Word of God is our foundation for life. And I have just written there, read, study, and go deeper. And that's why I want to say it might be if you're a young mum with ba- ba- half a dozen babies or whatever, it's going to be different than me, okay? It wouldn't – what would that be? Not, you know, number six, you know, but um, it, it's going to be different to what my life looks like at my life stage. Are you with me? You're not – you might get five minutes on the loo, or, or in the shower, because I remember those days well. Or praying, and you know, praying while you're doing stuff. It just, um, but do something with the word. And and uh, and in Psalm one nineteen eighteen, I love this scripture. It says, "Open my eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of your word." And in the um, Passion Translation, it says, open my eyes to see the miracle wonders hidden in your word. So his word is the Logos that we read, but it's the Rima word where the spotlight, where what is hidden, God quickens to us. And that's the thing that we live by. So we keep, we read, and it might be one chapter or it might be one verse. But just that, that having, storing that word allows for a later time for the Holy Spirit to quicken that word and shine his spotlight on that. Are you with me? So store the word now. And um, I have the pocket Bible on here and on my iPad. I love it, which has every translation, commentaries, dictionaries and everything. 
But so look at other translations. I forget who was speaking and they're using different translations this morning. You know, just uh, and um, but journal. I I know you know all this, but it's just a reminder. Have a journal and write down the date. If you can get into the habit, if if you can't, if you don't get there every day, that's okay. Try the next and read. You know, read through the word. I think consecutively. That's what's helped me over the years. <coughs> it took me it uh, a number of years ago. I read, you know, like this. Um, oh, what do you call it? Where you read it in a year, read the Bible in a year, and it was a year plan. Well, it took me seven years to read through twice. So I'm a plodder, but that's okay. Amen. I just want to encourage you. Read. Study, put your journal um, and date it, and you can go back and and God will speak. Expect God. Open my eyes, Lord, that I may see those things that are hidden. And you'll run on that. Amen. Number um, two is prayer. Hearing from God is our birthright. Amen. It's our inheritance. He wants to speak to us, and uh, just. The Lord delights in the prayer of the upright. God is absolutely delighted when we pray. Amen. That's, uh, that scripture is somewhere in the Proverbs. I didn't write it down. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> the uh, reference. But he, he loves it. And, and just think about when, when we think about prayer, <clears throat> it's a dialogue. More so than a monologue. Okay, it's not just, you know, and it's like when we're with, we're, we're hanging out, if, and if it's just the one person talking, you know, it's, it, it can get a bit boring. So God sometimes can be bored with us, <laughs> I figure. I don't think so, but because there are times when, um, you know, we need, we just come before him and we're just so burdened and overloaded and we need to bring all our requests before him and and uh, and that's okay but also keeping in mind that there's a dialogue happening revelations 320 behold i stand at the door and knock so he's knocking on the door of our heart if anyone invites me in i'll come and fellowship with him or something with him and and just that that it's a two-way just keep in mind, you know, that beautiful intimacy uh, with, um, with Jesus. And uh, listen for the whisper of heaven. And it might not necessarily be sitting down. Or it might be just when you're driving along in the shower. Whatever. Always listen for that, for his whisper, because he wants to speak. Amen? And Eugene Peterson calls it the prayer and word fusion. It's sort of both that. Prayer and the Word. There's a fusion that takes place. Being filled with the Spirit, that's number five. Um, <clears throat> behave myself with this time today. Um, just keeping a good eye on it. Um, <clears throat> in, uh, what's the scripture? Acts 1-4, it says, Once when he, Jesus, was eating with them, he commanded the disciples, do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. 
as I told you before. And as I told you before, in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. So the, be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Being filled with the Spirit will help that great exchange, that beautiful exchange, our weakness for his strength. Amen? And I love that scripture because we know what happened with the disciples. They waited, filled with the Holy Ghost, the upper room, the day of Pentecost, and we all know what's happened. You know, there was a revival that took place. And this is uh, in Jude. <clears throat> I might just have Thanks. It says Jude verse 20 to 25. I won't read the whole thing. But it says, But you, my delightfully loved friends, constantly, this is from the pandemic, uh, pan, the Passion Translation again, uh, but you might delightfully loved friends constantly and progressively build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith by praying every moment in the Spirit. And then he goes on to put an explanation there. Paul uses this phrase, praying in the Spirit, to refer to praying in tongues. It can also mean pray as led by the Spirit. Praying the Spirit's realm or pray by means of power of the Spirit. But just that, that, that we have a responsibility. Build yourselves. That's what in, in that scripture it's, okay, we need to take personal responsibility we build one another up at times. However, there's a time when we just, all we've got is ourselves to build ourselves up. Amen? Are you with me? So build yourselves up on the foundation of your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, number six, the house of God. Oh my gosh, I love the house of God. The praise and worship that we experience is like nothing. Nothing else. That was beautiful this morning. I want to say again, the word preached. You know, I want to encourage you, you know, each one of us, when we come to church, come expecting. Because the preacher, like whoever's preaching, Darren or, or whoever, one of your speakers here, they have prepared for many, many hours, days, weeks, and stored that word years and years, storing the word in their hearts. It's not just a, a, a good idea. It's drawing from God. So when, you, when we come to the house of God, we need to come with open, expectant hearts. What are you going to say to me today, God? And uh, the preaching of the word, the house of God will help us exchange our weakness for his strength. Amen. And in the house of God, serving. And it looks like you all serve in some way here. Be a part of the answer in, in serving in the house of God, giving. We've been there this morning, giving of our finances, our lives, sharing our faith and story. So sharing outside to those that don't know Jesus. That is all part of being a part of the house of God. And I love this scripture in Zechariah 8.23. Out of the message, it says, At that time, ten men speaking a variety of languages will grab the sleeve of one Jew, hold tight and say, 
please let us go with you. We've heard that God is with you. And I believe this is a day when people that don't know him in our workplaces, our universities, our schools, wherever that is, that they're going to grab a hold of our sleeve and say, they're going to see something about us that has a yearning inside. And they might not vocalise it in that way. Please let us walk with you. I have heard, I'm hearing something. It's like that. You know, Naomi heard there was food in Judah. Please let us walk with you. For We have heard that God is with you. Isn't that beautiful? God sees. You might, that, it might be that person in your workplace that you don't like much or might be someone that you do, whatever. But there are people all around us wanting what we have. Amen? Wanting what you have in this place knowing and being open and sharing our story, whatever way, the way we do it. Fellowship, friendship, longevity, all in the house of God. Honour your leaders and one another. Be the gold on the ground. Um, we, we, will, we heal on the way. When we, we recently have been to Port Macquarie, uh, that was a few months ago now. Gosh, time flies, doesn't it? And uh, we were helping a church out, asked to help a church out um, by, well, it was this girl's husband, <laughs> Keith, <laughs> Keith, um, Pastor Keith said, why don't you get Eric and Chris? So Pastor Ryan asked, invited us down. It turned out to be the biggest blessing. We got to know some beautiful people. We were there for four months just drawing alongside and flying in, flying out from the, from Brisbane and uh, had a beautiful time down there. But uh, the church went through a time of grief and trauma. But um, when we arrived there, there, there's this group of people that were gold. We call them the gold on the ground. There a number of couples and they didn't leave because some left and I'm not, I don't condemn them or any, any I understand when churches go through hard times. But um, but there were these beautiful couples and single people that stayed and they've been rewarded now by amazing pastors and uh, the church is going really well. But every church has gold on the ground, people that are gold, that go through the trials and tribulations and stick with it and have that spirit of longevity on them in friendships and and work hard but I and I want to say to you be the gold on the ground in this place amen Um, we're better together we get well together amen it's a it's a natural thing that happens healing of our brokenness emotional mental relational physical I just we have very good friends, Janet and Keith know them well, and uh, Wendy, um, she was diagnosed with cancer at the beginning of 2018. She had a brutal year of, um, you know, chemo and praying, and, but she came through. She's really good now. And, um, but in November, I was looking through, who's on Instagram here? One person. <laughs> um, 
I was looking through Instagram and um, there's a picture of Wendy and Graham and f- uh, the French is actually, uh, two other fr- uh, four other friends and they'd just gone away and uh, Graham had bought a boat and they were riding on this boat and one of them had posted this, fo- this photo and I saw Wendy and, um, and I thought, and the sun was shining, they were just all laughing and and I thought, she's being healed right now. She's this is healing. You know, and I mean she'd come to towards the end of her journey. Do you know that as we have fun together and fellowship and hang out, it's not just in here, it's outside in, in connect groups, having or having meals together and just loving on one another. We heal. It's, an, it's a natural thing because Jesus is in, is in each one of us. It's not even spoken of, but we, we heal together. We're better together and we heal together. Amen? And that became a revelation to me. I thought, this is, yeah, it's not just the laying on of hands. It's just doing life together and loving one another. Do you know, I might not even mention the last one because, well, it's $2, (laughs) two minutes and even less. But um, do you know, I just, the title is, uh, that one, (coughs) is um, Discovering Contentment and Solitude and uh, in life and enjoying the now, enjoying this moment. You just... Paul said, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. And there's something beautiful about being content in every day. And uh, I'll just read this to you. It's um, by Brene Brown. Has anyone heard of her? She's a bit of a rage at the moment in the secular uh, But she says, but I love this quote. She said, look out for the ordinary moments we risk missing out on when we get too busy chasing down the extraordinary. You know, I love that because we we want the event and the highlight, but most of life is pretty mundane. You know, it's what we draw from it and the joy from the everyday. And I... I want to read this and, and finding contentment. And Joyce Meyer says, enjoy where, we, where you are on the way to where you're going. Amen? Because if we're always dissatisfied with today, we won't enjoy tomorrow. And I just have this beautiful poem. I inherited this book from my dad. And it's so beautiful. It says, lost yesterday, somewhere between sunrise and sunset. Two golden hours, both set with 60 diamond minutes. No reward is offered, for they are gone forever. How beautiful is that? If we look at, and I know that's a bit of an ideal to think every moment we're going to see is a diamond moment. But having that every now and then, taking a deep breath and saying, oh, this is good. It's going to be okay or whatever we need to say. So I'm just going to finish off with this scripture today from the 
Passion Translation, Matthew eleven twenty nine to 30. Are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Then come to me. And I believe Jesus is speaking to, the Holy Spirit is speaking to someone this morning. I will refresh your life, for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I'm gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. Is that beautiful? So, I don't know, I might, if, if you feel weary and you, because sometimes we can sit in the service and we're okay, just with the Word of God and, or the worship or the Word that um, Pastor Janet brought or Darren or, but if you feel you need that bit of extra prayer today, I'd love to pray for you. Okay. Holy Spirit, let me pray for your church. And thank you so much. I'm just so honored to be here. Holy Ghost, Holy Spirit. Shall we stand? Holy Ghost. Lord, I, I lift this amazing church before you and every person here. And I pray that you'll refresh their hearts today. Lord God, infuse inner strength into each one. Whatever their plight, God, whatever the stage of the journey they're on, I pray for your blessing and your strength and your encouragement upon them now in Jesus' name. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.